Good morning. Welcome to Brachos Daf 11, Good Aleph. We are going to start in the Mishnah on 10b, the bottom of the Mishnah, has a famous debate between Beisham and Beis Hillel about the position of your body when you say the Shema. According to Beisham, since it says when you go to sleep and when you wake up, when you lie down, when you get up, therefore the nighttime Shema has to be said in the lying down position and the morning Shema has to be said in the standing up position. Beis Hillel says, no, it says, while you're walking in the road, you could say it any way you want to say it. The Mishnah records a story of Tarfon that Tarfon one time was walking on the road at night and in accordance with Beishamai, who we don't rule like, he actually lied down and the rabbi, and therefore he, and he ended up being putting his life in danger with, with bandits, with highway robbers. And the rabbi said to him, good for you. You should, you deserve what you got. You should have, you should have died because you followed the rule of Beishamai instead of Beishilla. And we rule like Beishilla. That obviously sounds very, very harsh. Now we start on page 11. The Gemara uh, says that according to Beishamai, who 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 does not interpret the word when you walk on the road to say you can do it however you want, what does he do with the verse? While you're sitting in, in your house, he says it's It tells you that you, when you're doing what it's only when you're just sitting around doing nothing then you have to say the Shema. But if you're actually doing another mitzvah, then you're not obligated to say the Shema because Osek mitzvah patim in a mitzvah. Another principle that we learn. Um, is that Hakone says Absula, if you if you're getting married that night and you're very busy and worried about the mitzvah in the evening of being with your spouse, the halacha is you're actually exempt from the Shema. So the Gemara says, wait one second, if you're just uh, so worried about being with your spouse, you're tarot, you're you're busy, your mind is preoccupied, is that really a reason to exempt you? But what if you're what if your boat is drowning? And the Mishnah says, the Gemara says, no, it has to be that there's a tirdah, but it has to be a tirdah shell mitzvah. You have to be preoccupied preoccupied with a mitzvah like getting married. Like, uh, but let's say, but the proof, the greatest proof to this is um, that that a uh, an avil, a mourner, is obligated in Shema, and a mourner is certainly preoccupied. But he's mourning, he's, but it's not a tir shell mitzvah, not a particular mitzvah per se. Um, oh, by the way, there is a little side discussion there about an avil being exempt from the mitzvah of tefillin because the word tefillin is called pe'er, which means glory, and an avil cannot wear that. Then the Gemara continues and quotes a story with Rabbi Yishmael, who was very particular about following Beis Hillel. It was at night, and Beis I said, you should lie down. He happened to have already been lying down, and he dafka stood up. And why did he do this? He did this in order to demonstrate that the halacha is like Beis Hillel, because as the language says, Shem yira talmidim halacha He was very worried that maybe the students would see, and they would establish that the halacha is like Beis and therefore he went out of his way to prove that the halacha is like uh, in fact, like Beis Hillel. Then the Gemara goes on and quotes one position that says you can do either way, either like Beis and Beis Hillel, but we quote a Gemara in Sukkah, which proves to us, no, that uh, if the halacha is like Beis Hillel, that is serious. And you, Dafka, you specifically have to follow Beis Hillel, and if you don't follow Beis Hillel, you are actually going to uh, not follow the halacha, or maybe even be putting your life at risk, as we saw from Tarfon in the Mishnah. Okay, the next Mishnah talks about the blessings of the Shema. It says that in the morning you make two before and one after, and in the evening you make two before and two after. In the evening, one, the, the brachos after, one is long and one is short. That's Emes uh, Ve'emuna, according to Rashi and Hashki And also, if it's a long bracha, you're not allowed to shorten it. If it's a short bracha, you're not allowed to lengthen it. And finally, a bracha that does not have a chasimah, a bracha that does not have a concluder, a concluding blessing, you're not allowed to add one on on your own. Okay, so now the Gemara says, now we are already on 11b, and the Gemara says, what is the bracha? So the first bracha is Yotzer or Uvore Choshach, and the Gemara talks about this whole idea 
of, you know, it's warning, but we say who created light and, and fashioned darkness, meaning we're trying to mention the idea of night even during the day. And by the way, we also try to mention the idea of day during the night. The Gemara goes on and uh, talks about the second bracha, which is called Avarabah, but there's actually a debate. Is that second bracha of Kriyashma Avarabah, which means eternal love, or is it Avasolom, I mean, abundant love, or is it Avasolom, which means eternal love? And uh, our psak is, Tosto says this, that in the morning we do Avarabah, and in the evening we do Avasolom. Uh, interesting that we are Nusuk Svarad of Beshalom, so we actually do Avasolom both times around. The Gemara then goes on and talks about, well, if you don't learn before davening, then actually the very fact that you make the birth creation of Avarabba fulfills your obligation of the blessings of, of, of learning. But if not, you have to make a bracha and it goes through different things, different kinds of learning, whether it's um, chumish, whether it's medrish, whether it's mishnah, whether it's gemara. And at the end, we say on all those things, even gemara, which is not directly learning from the Torah, you actually have to make the bracha. Okay, what is the bracha before you learn? One opinion is la sokadivesor, the second opinion is vaharavna, the third opinion is is the third opinion is Asher Bachar Banu. The Gemara says Asher Bachar Banu is the best of all three. And we say at the end, since Asher, since uh, we have all these different opinions, Hilkach L'Namrinu L'Kula, you should say all three. Finally, the bottom of the page, we talk about a concept that on uh, in the Beis HaMiglish, they would actually say a bunch of tefillos in the morning. And on the Shabbos, the Mishmar, one watch was leaving. One group of Panam was leaving, the next was coming in. So they make a bracha for the one that was leaving, and that would be the bracha of Yotzer Or. But we learn from here, there's a concept that they only make Yotzer Or, not Avarabah, which shows us brachos in that whenever there are two brachos, if you only make one, you can't make the other for whatever reason, or you don't make the other, you still fulfill your obligation on the first one. Okay, that concludes brachos daf 11. We'll see you tomorrow for brachos daf 12.